I'm a hard-working man. Good morning, Houston. It's time for the sport of home improvement. I can ride rope, a hammer and paint, do things with my hands that most men can't. I'm a hard-working man. Welcome to Home Show Radio. Save money, save time. With Houston's home improvement leader for 36 years, here's Tom Tynan. And here we go with the third and final hour of Home Show Radio. We have open lines. Call me, 281-833-3333. One caller holding, and the rest open. It's getting to midday. We have one hour, well, less hour, less than an hour to go. Remember, tomorrow we'll be on from 8 until 11. I know when football season starts, we'll have some early shows going 7 to 9, but we're not quite there yet, and I haven't seen the schedule. So uh, i got so many things going on, I don't have time to think that far ahead. But we'll get there. For sure. All right. Let's see here. Let's talk to Noel. Noel, you're on Home Show Radio. So last uh, year, about October or November, we added a back patio, which consisted of a patio slab, a patio overhang, and then we also added an extra slab, uh, approximately 20 by 20, uh, for basketball purposes for my son. So he has like a little court back there. Uh, recently, I noticed that the basketball court slab was always, um, like, we could walk on our bare feet and it'd be very powdery, so it kind of had a different consistency than the other uh, patio slab. And then I started noticing grooves in the actual concrete, and now I actually see the gravel coming up to the top of the of the slab. Right. They they was- they full floated it too much, and uh, they brought too much of the fine stuff to the top, so it's all wearing off. So how do you how do you fix something like that? Because they've come back out to look at it, and it's a reputable comp- reputable company. And uh-huh. uh, so far, some of their uh, suggestions were shaving it down and resurfacing it. Is that something that should be done, or like my it, my concern is the durability, you know, for future. Well, it definitely needs to be resurfaced. Now, if they're talking about just pouring some more concrete on top of it, or are they going to use a, a coating, a resurfacing coating? I don't know. What, what would be the best uh, way to There, there are some coatings out there that are incredibly durable. I mean, more durable than the concrete itself. And uh-huh. it could be they could be used and put down in a smooth fa- uh, fashion for basketball, no, no doubt about it. So, no, a coating on top will be fine, but the fine stuff got floated to the top too much, and now it's just starting to wear off. And I'm sure ba- pounding a basketball on it's not helping it any. Well, I mean, my son's six, so he's not tearing it up. But, <laughs> okay, you know, I don't know. And, and like I said, uh, it's only been since uh, October and November, so okay. I, I, that's you know, fine. That, I'm that's not the I, that it came up so quickly. I'm not going to blame a, your son. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if, it, it needs you to hold up. He's a great shooter. <laughs> oh, well, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Well, I appreciate but, yeah, the information. It oh, uh, looks like you said they added too much of the gravel. No, no, they pushed it down too far when they were finishing the top. Uh, and it happens. It probably had some extra water in there. The fine stuff came to the top. They pushed the the the, the aggregate down a little, probably a little aggressively. And I don't know if it was the last pour of the day, so they might have added some water to it. So there's there's a lot of little things that could happen. But it's not super serious. But it d- does need to be uh, have a coating put on top. So resurfacing and putting a coating on top should uh, take care of the issue. Yeah, the coating will be the resurfacing. Just clean it up real well and take off the loose stuff and put a coating on top and i think it'll be fine uh, it's unfortunate you have to go through it and it's fortunate i mean it's fortunate if they do it for you it's even better but uh right. that's that's what it's going to take and you'll be back in business okay great thank you sir appreciate it 
even take that time to put some lines on the court too. I would. I did that for my kids. I had one that was into basketball. He never played, but he just liked shooting baskets. It was a way for him to release his energy because everybody wants to to give kids all kinds of stuff, but what you need to do is get them outside and let them play. Digging a hole works. Dig a hole. Now fill it up. Okay, see? Are you tired? Yeah, I'm tired. Okay, go to bed. (laughs) But jump in the pool first, swim 10 laps, then go up and go to bed. They don't even have to bathe them. That's the way my life was uh, as a daddy. All right, Anthony, you hang loose a minute. We'll get right to you. But Abacus Plumbing is a company I want to tell you about right now. Many people, I'm going to take a little different spin on this, this little story. Many people don't realize that plumbers take care of gas lines. We had Bill, who's still in my mind, that call earlier, he smelled gas. And what should he do? He's trying to turn things off. He's trying to troubleshoot it. Uh, I think I know what it is. It's that work that was done in the, in the wall by his dryer, something to do with his dryer. That's where he's smelling it. That's where it's coming from. It's not his furnace. It's not a water heater. He's got hot water. It's his dryer. And uh, uh, who do you call? You don't call an air conditioning technician. They'll try to sell you an air conditioner. You don't call you know, uh, the gas company, they'll just cut it off and say, yeah, you smell gas, get it fixed and we'll turn it back on. And then they'll pull the meter. So you don't want to do that. Uh, what you want to do is fix wherever the gas leak is. And that's what plumbers do. Plumbers take care of natural gas lines, whether you want to run it to a barbecue pit, whether you want to, uh, do anything, uh, about it. That's what plumbers do. Let's say to a generator, you're going to have a gas powered generator, natural gas, same thing. Plumbers take care of gas lines and people don't realize that. So I'm going to take this moment to say, if you ever smell gas and uh, you're concerned, of course, you need to address it quickly. There's no doubt about it. And address it by calling Abacus Plumbing and say, hey, can you come out and take a look at this? They can, they certainly can do that. If it's a lot of gas and you call the gas company and get out of the house. But uh, this is just a little maintenance issue thing. And uh, you want to make sure that you know who to call to get it fixed. What if they do come and take it off? Where do you do that? Who does the pressure test? Who does all that? Just they'll say, get a pressure test. Get this, get that. You call a plumber, call Abacus Plumbing. Now, of course, when it comes to water heaters, which are gas, a lot of them, or even the on-demands are gas too, on-demand water heaters, when it comes to clogged drain lines, when it comes to leaky faucets or anything of that nature, it's a plumber. We had a gentleman call earlier about a backflow preventer that's spraying all over the place. They do go bad. They do that. If you don't want to fix it yourself, Call Abacus Plumbing. They'll make sure everything is copacetic when it's done. I'll use that as a term. But that's what plumbers do. And everybody's going to need one someday. You don't call them every day. It's not like you're going out and buying shoes and underwear. You just need them when you need them. So you need someone you can count on, not someone that's going to try to fit you in the schedule. Abacus Plumbing. Give them a call at 713-PLUMBING. Over 40,000 people use them every year, and there's a reason, because you can count on them. And when they come out, they get it fixed. They don't leave you say, oh, yeah, this is a problem. Well, we didn't quite get it fixed, but it's okay for now. No, it's not. I want it fixed. That's Abacus Plumbing. You can count on them. Take the guesswork out of your next project. Get advice from Tom. Then get help you can trust. Get an expert who meets Tom's standards. A certified home show pro. Baths of America. Experience a flow of elegance. Luxury appliances with luxury service. Door clearance center. Any door, any size. If it hangs on a hinge, you'll find it for less at the door clearance center. Houston powder coaters. Don't buy new. Renew your outdoor patio furniture. HoustonPowderCoders.com. Find Tom's directory of trusted home show pros anytime for any project at HomeShowRadio.com. Now, more Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. 
281-833-3333. We have open lines. Call me. Let's talk to Anthony. Anthony, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I had a question about uh, paneling. Uh, I have a couple of rooms that have, it's an older home, has paneling uh, on the walls. Could, uh, would it do you, could you, could the paneling be painted or should you take the paneling off and paint the sheetrock? Well, I don't know if you have much sheetrock behind there. A lot of the older homes did not. You'll just find one oh. by fours behind the paneling. But the, the question is a good one, and I haven't had it in a long time because most of the paneling that was so prevalent in the 70s and 60s, I don't know if that's when your house was built, but it was a lot of it, it's yeah. all been painted. You just paint it's the paneling. What? My first home, I painted all the paneling. I didn't do anything except caulk the joints and, and paint the paneling, and it made it all nice and white. You don't try to fill all those little grooves and stuff. You just paint it. Yeah, and it'll look pretty good. Everybody does it. I, mine look good. I liked it. So you'll have to decide. Uh, you might think it's horrible, but I most people do. My mother's but, house but was can, all painted and paneling. Everybody okay. does. Okay, okay, but it can be painted. Okay, without taking the the, sheet, the uh, paneling off. Yeah, okay. if you take that paneling off, you're going to open up a can of worms that you don't want to get into. It's going to be a mess. Okay, okay. The other thing is, I uh, bought a uh, filter for my uh, uh, central AC unit. Now, yes. this was from uh, aftermarket. And, uh, you know, it, it was the I, – I took the same dimension from the, the filter that I bought from – I don't know where I got it from, Home Depot, like 16, uh, 24, 4, something like that. But anyway, right. used those same dimension and ordered my filter. But it, it, when I put it into the, uh, the little area where the filter goes, it's a much smaller fit. Now, is really? that going, well, not much, but it's a smaller fit. The other filter, I almost have to kind of force it in, the one from Home Depot. This one goes in uh, uh, pretty easy. And when I looked at the dimension on the boxes after I got it, it says actual dimension. They are a, a little bit different. Uh, is that going to cause me a problem in, in, in the unit? No. In fact, uh, as long as it's covered, uh, if, it, if it goes in there and you have the little ridge of the frame that it sits up against, you're fine. Uh, it makes it easier. A lot of the filter companies will, will, will take a few sixteenths of an inch off just to uh -huh. make it easy for people. Because you know how you're putting the other one in and you got to kind of get it around the screws and, and push right. it in and, and it kind of yeah. buckles it. So a yeah. lot of I, I buy mine online, too, and they're always just a touch smaller, but they sure are a lot easier to work with. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I needed to know. No, it's better to buy them online. You get a better deal and you can get all kinds of choices. So I do the same oh. thing. I have boxes of them I keep for my house and kind of like a commercial building, just change them once in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Good question on that one. Actually, uh, you'll find that you say, oh, it's 24 by 36, but it's actually like 23 and seven eighths by 35 and 7 eighths to give you a little bit of, of, of wiggle room in there. There's not a problem with that. You're not hermetically sealing anything. All you're doing is keeping the schmutz out of the air conditioner. People, I want you to be real clear. Air conditioning filters are to get the particulates, the schmutz out of the air. If you have pets, if you have hair, <laughs> I don't have any of that. I don't have either one of those. Uh, just if you smoke, you can use one with a charcoal. That helps a little bit. Uh, but if there's different things, cooking odors and stuff, you can use the charcoal. You can have a little 
define them a little differently, but it's basically just keep the schmutz out. It's not to clean the air in your house. It doesn't clean the air in your house. Uh, the air that goes in, it cleans the air that goes into the system because dirt that gets all over the evaporator coil, if you've ever looked at one, it's very fine little area where that water, that air is pushed through by that big squirrel cage fan. Uh, you want to keep that clean. When you keep that clean, your system doesn't break down. You get that dirty, it's a mess to take them, especially if they get real dirty, take them out and clean them. Most people, most companies won't even do it anymore. Uh, you'll just sell you a new one, which can cost you three, $4,000. So you don't want to get into that kind of, of situation. Uh, you just want to make sure your air conditioning system is maintained. That's all that filters for. If you want to clean the air that goes into your body when you go into your home, take that air conditioning filter and a belt and strap it around your head so it's over your nose and your mouth. Then you'll be okay. That stuff won't get in your body. That's the only way that is going to work. And if you do that, don't say Tom Tynan told you to. Okay, but it's true. I did. All right, Kiss Generators is a company I really want you to take a uh, long thought about right now. Think about San Diego and L.A. getting hit with a Cat 4 hurricane. I suspect that even everybody will survive. It'll be okay. Some people have some damage, but I suspect that the power will go out. They will lose, especially in California. They don't take care of their, their grids and stuff because it's unenvironmentally happy. Uh, so they're going to have some power outages. And some people can go a whole week, especially if you live away from the grid, out a little bit into the country. And that's very much here in Houston too, right? So... A generator at your home, if you have natural gas, I don't know if they do in Southern California, if they are allowed to have it, I don't know what the rules are out there. I know here in Houston, a lot of us have natural gas. I have a natural gas generator that kicks up and gives you the power, powers your house back up. I can personally say I have one. I know a lot of friends that have one. People here at Mosier Media has have one. Uh, your business should have one if you don't want to go out of business. It's amazing how it saves you at the nick of time. It's one of those things like, it couldn't have happened at a worse time. Well, it won't happen because you won't have a worse time because your generator comes on. And KISS generators can make it happen with a Kohler generator. And the Kohler generators are the best. That's why I chose the Kohler in my house. And you should too. Now, if you already have a generator and you're not having it serviced and you say, yeah, I got one. It's out there. When's the last time you heard it run? I don't know. Uh, have you checked it? Is it a green light or a red light? When's the, is the battery been replaced in the last 24 months? Is the oil been have the, has the oil been changed? Has this thing uh, run and tested every week like it's supposed to? You got to find out, and you have to have service done on it. And that's what Kiss Generators can do for you for any brand. So Kiss Generators, don't put it off. We're in hurricane season. If you call them now and you haven't had a service done on your generator, just do the service now. Because September, the beginning of September is when the, all these storms start hitting the Houston area. Those of you who are new here, you have one, you think it's great, you don't even know if it works, have them do a full service on it. And KISS Generators will make sure that if we do have a reason to have one, then uh, it's going to work. And that's what they're supposed to do when they don't work. I don't care if you have one or not. You're probably going to say, that's not that wasn't worth it. Well, of course not, because it doesn't work. It's got to work. All right, KISS Generators. You can find them at homeshowradio.com. Now back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Two eight one eight three three thirty three thirty three. Let's talk to Jackson. Jackson, you're on Home Show Radio. Hello, Tom. Hello, Jackson. Hi. 
First time calling in, love your show. Thought I'd give you a call because I've got a little DIY project that uh, I walked outside and thought, oh, I need some screws to start this, and I don't know what screws that I need. Okay. So here's what I'm doing. I am installing a misting system, high-pressure misting system with a pump, and I've got that stainless steel tubing that I'm going to put around my uh, my porch, my uh, patio area. And then I've got the nylon tubing that's going to run along my um, my siding and then down to the pump. So I've got um, some spots with some hardy plank that I don't really know what kind of screws that I'm going to use to just hold the little clips in. And then I've also got the material around the patio that is only about maybe three-quarters of an inch thick that I'm, I'm going to have to put a screw in and either – get it to hold like a little short screw where I'm going to have to go all the way through the little material and then put some kind of a, of a backing on it, like a, uh, like a nut or something. But I'm wondering mainly what will hold just that little tube onto some Hardy plank. Hardy does not hold screws. Well, it just okay. boogers up when you put the screw in. So usually you have to, there's, you've got to go through the Hardy, uh, enough to where it will hold. And if it's a trim material, it, it sh- you should be able to get through it. You just have to make sure you penetrate a hundred percent. Don't, if you can, if, if it's going to be, you're seeing the other side, you don't want to do that. Uh, but Hardy is terrible at holding screws. So is, is there a place where there's wood behind the Hardy? I don't know, but, yeah. um, any place that I would do it, I think I'm going to do it along like a corner or a, like where the where the siding meets uh, a roof, so I'm, maybe there's something back there. I do know that when I look around, I see like old coax cable that has been in, installed or whatever, and they've got these little looks like self tapping screws that are just going right into the hardy plank. Well, that's but what I you do. I don't that's... want you drilling a hole. I want you to go in with like a, a small deck screw, uh, mm. and, but it has to penetrate all the way through. If it penetrates it through, you don't see the other side, right? Um, it, I, it, it's, it's like into the wall. Yeah. So, right. so you won't see, so yeah. what, I, what you have to do with Hardy is you can't just go into the Hardy. It's got to go all the way through. So it sticks out the other side about quarter to a half an inch. Sure. And if you get the really sharp ones and they're little deck screws and just get them the right length. So if you're going three quarter, I'd get them at least an inch and a quarter long. And mm-hmm. if, if you don't pre-drill a hole and you do it slow, you can you it'll hold those clips. Okay. But it, if you try to go in just uh, you know less than the three quarter inch, let's say you went in a half inch into Hardy, it's not going to hold. You got to penetrate through so you have some threads on the other side. So you got to go all the way through, and yeah. then you would just cap that off with something to finish it off on the other side. That's like what I'm wondering. Are you going to see it on the other side, or is it going? You into are it? around my yeah. So around my patio yeah. area, there is a lip that hangs down that I want that stainless steel to go like just underneath it. Yeah, but then what I would drill a that, hole. I think you're right. If you get to the backside, I, I would use a machine screw and a little washer, okay. and I would just push through, and then I'd tighten it with a little nut on the backside. At okay. least it's going to look good, and you can just do just enough to get that little nut on there, and then it'll it'll look wow. it. Anything that looks finished is good. Anything that yep. just people start shooting big nails and stuff looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is this for mosquitoes? Any... Is this what this misting system's for? No, this is this is for cooling. Oh, just evaporative cooling. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there you go. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I like those. Uh, that that'll be fun. 
But as far as that goes with Hardy, Hardy is, is notorious not to hold screws very well. So you either got to go all the way through it and just let it penetrate so you don't see it in a wall and stuff. It's fine. Or, yeah, if you're going to have a, just that little thin Hardy, go through and just clip a little, uh, use a little nut on the backside with a washer. Okay. Drill is, a clean it, hole. Is it tough to do if it's right up next to the edge of that Hardy? You got to be careful on edges of hardy. Yeah. yeah. When you nail on a hardy, you have to be an inch and a half in or it's going to crack. That's why okay. if you're going to do a little machine screw, if you take a drill bit and go slow and do a nice clean hole and you get the hole clean, you should be fine just holding those clips. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tom. But you just it's be careful. Just be very sure. methodical about it, okay? I will do I will do that. Thank you. All right. And when it's all done and you pull it back down, a little filler and paint, you'll never know it. So you'll be fine. Right. All right, brother. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you listening too, Jackson. 281-833-3333. Air conditioning questions are in the forefront. We had a question today. It's a follow-up. Uh, we, I have been working. I think his name was Larry. Larry called, and he had been calling for a couple of weeks. He's, he had this very in, uh, intricate system with four different zones. And the house wasn't getting cool. Very common. And the first thing you think of, the, the system's too small. But before you go and just say, I want a bigger system. So you never tell the air conditioning contractor, the system's too small and not a bigger one because they're going to sell you a huge thing for $55,000. What you always do is get it checked first. Have someone go through it and do a checkup. And my advice to him was, number one, I remember we went through this. Run the, run the thing, all the, te- all the thermostats the same, see if it goes down. It didn't work. Next, I think the next day he called me. It was a Saturday, then a Sunday. Then I said, then do this. This is your two options. The first option is get a checkup. Call AirTech. If you don't have someone you're using, call AirTech of, of Katie and let them come out. And they did. 900 bucks or so, 700 900 whatever it is. Uh, and he got a, a, a capacitor. He got a hard start kit. They did a thorough check of the entire system. That takes time. And went through the whole thing. And now... He's in good shape except for a, a one room that's just a couple degrees, not quite holding. So right there, that's why you get AirTech at Katie out because that might be all it needs. Another uh, company might have come out and just not even known it was a capacitor and said, you just need a bigger system. And then you would end up financing a $35,000 system. You don't want to do that. AirTech of Katie, go through the process. Now, he's going to call him back and, and ask him about this because now he's had a week to see this one zone isn't quite working right. And they're probably going to have to tweak it because I think it's fine. The system's running great. And so that's why you deal with someone like AirTech of Katie. Do you pay them when they come out? Yes, you pay them when they come out. The guys that say, well, you don't have to pay us when we come out, they're going to leave with some money somehow, so they're going to sell you something. That's just the way it works. So AirTech of Katie, get your checkups. Make sure your system's running right. If it doesn't seem right now, it's better that you get a checkup now, and I think it's 70 bucks or whatever. Go through the system, and then if it needs a capacitor, if it needs something, because it's been working hard and the parts can wear out, then get it done. It's a lot cheaper than a whole new system. Don't say, hey, I'm just going to, it's not going to, I'm not going to call until it's broken because when it really breaks, then you're going to be, you'll be writing some big checks. That's AirTech of Katie. I was so proud to see Larry working the right, being patient and getting it done right. And that's what you should do too with a call to AirTech of Katie. Got a question? Ask Tom on Home Show. Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. How are you? Home show radio. Home show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, Tom. How you doing, Tom? Home show radio. Home show radio. 
Let's talk to Brian. Brian, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, Tom. Hi. I, I uh, have a Barnuminium. It's on a slab with a covered porch all the way around. Cool. Um, I have 15 inches of insulation in, this, in the attic, and I have an internal bedroom door or the jam that is swelling really bad. Um, I have no problem with the external doors. Um, I have air vents that are basically right over the door. I mean, I know it's hot, but I'm just kind of perplexed if that one's the only one swelling versus uh, no external doors. Uh, Is the humidity in the house okay? Yeah. um, We set our AC to uh, 66 at night, and it doesn't get above 72 during the day. I keep it cold, that's for sure. Uh, I assume your humidity is okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to do that, somewhere between 50 and 60%. Uh, so I'm not sure if what's going on with the door jam. Maybe you have to replace it. I'm not sure why it would just, a door jam would swell. Is it swelling out? Is it swelling sideways? What's it doing? It's it's swelling inward. It's either, I'm assuming it's a door jam and it's a solid wood door. Um and probably a couple of weeks ago, um, it just became more difficult to shut. So and it's now, not shutting, you know, right? General, it's moving around a little bit. Could be. Um, yeah. Like I said, I was just, you know, telling the why. I, I, I think, know, that, the I heat, think that the door just has to be adjusted. I don't know. I've never heard of a jam swelling, especially if it's painted or stained. I, I, I don't see a swelling issue. I see a movement. Sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll start to tweak. And make the door close funny, so you have to take the casing off and re-square the jam so it's squared to the other side, and it's not uh, at, it's it's not pulling from the the weight of the door. So okay. that would just mean, uh, you know, the door casing is the trim, right? And if if that's what I would check to make sure the measurements across from uh, the side with the hinges, and it's usually on the hinge side to the side where the the lock set is is the same across all the way around and it's not starting to uh, angle itself. And to me, that's, that, that would be it. I don't think it has anything to do with humidity or swelling. I think it has more movement with the door and how it's, it probably didn't have enough connectors, uh, nails, if that's what they use to uh, hold it in place. Okay. Yeah. I just think uh, it needs to be tweaked and rehung. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the house is, uh, 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and, you know, never had any problems, foundation problems or Oh, I don't think anything. it's anything to do with so, that. I think it's the door jam. I think the door okay. just is, is loosening up, and it's you say it's a solid wood door. It's probably kind of heavy, and they didn't put enough uh, nails in there to keep that jam nice and tight, and the casing wasn't nailed to the framework properly, and, and so it's starting to, to rack or, or tweak a little bit, uh, and it's making it hard for it to close because – that would make perfect sense where it's hitting on the lock side and it's not, you have to push it in a little bit to make it close. I don't think anything to do with swelling. Okay. I just think it's a jam. If it was me, what I would do is I would remove the door. I'd pull the pins, pull the door off. I would take the casing off the hinge side, which is the trim that you're looking at. And right. I would do some, some measurements and see if I can pull it back a little bit uh, and just reset it and then put the casing back on nice and neat. If, and hang the door back, see if it closes right, and then you can caulk it and paint it. Or I don't know what kind of finish is on there. Just help fix the finish. But I think that's what needs to be done. I don't think it has anything to do with your air conditioner or anything else. Okay. All right. 
All right. Try that first. I spent a lot of time in my college career fixing people's doors and hanging doors. That's what I did for a living for like two and a half years. And they can just a little bit of tweaking this on them and they can get all out of whack and make you think all kinds of things. And it's just the door itself because it moves. It's a moving object in your house. I got to run, but I think that's all you're going to have to deal with is that particular issue. Houston for lease can help you with your home to make sure you make money while you sleep. That means if you own a home and you need uh, to move, and nobody's buying homes now, especially if it goes up to 8%. I read the other day they're expecting another uh, uh, mortgage rate, interest rate uh, hike to 8%. The, the, the home buying business is going to stop, but that doesn't mean, and, or you're going to have to sell it at a really reduced rate so people can fit their monthly payment into their, their budget. What you do is you call Bruce Lessie at Houston for Lease and let them take over your property because right now rental is the big thing. People are renting. Uh, and they're waiting for homes to become affordable again. It's going to take a while. So it's best that you get monthly check of $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 in your bank account every month, directly deposited. You go ahead and move and just re- rethink your uh, future plans as far as what you were going to do because you don't want to buy anything right now either with the, unless you're paying cash. And so you can always sell the house later when interest rates go down and you can get the money that the house is worth. It's just the way things are right now. We have an economy that is just a mess. And so this is the perfect time to become a landlord without the headaches by calling Houston for lease. Bruce Lessie will help you. And you know what? If you just don't want to do it and you can't get your house sold, well, and it's, it needs some work and, and things of this nature, no problem. He will come out and do a complete market analysis of your home. He's a broker. He'll find a buyer for it because somebody else wants to make that income. So you're, you can use Houston for lease many ways, but if you let him find a tenant, put him in, uh, manage the house, manage the project, he has a great team of people, you're going to be nothing but on a win-win situation. And Bruce Leslie's one of the nicest guys in the world, and this is just that time where people are doing that. Now, I would do it. I wouldn't sell a property I owned. I would give it to him and say, hey, let's get some renters in there. I'll clear my stuff out and just take care of it and let me know how it goes and put that money in my bank. I'd do it. I like money in a bank. Anyway, 832-654-5670 is a cell number. You will be able to talk to the owner of this company, and he manages hundreds, his team does, hundreds of properties throughout the Houston area, and uh, it can be yours too. So however you can use them before you sell your home and you're not sure what to do, just have a conversation with him. Call him on the phone. Just say, hey, can I talk to Bruce? I talked to, I listened to Tom, and I just want to ask a few questions to see what this is all about. That's Houston for Lease. Now back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Right back to the calls. Let's talk to Thomas. Thomas, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Yeah, I got an issue with the power pole to my house with the meter on it. It broke last night. Whoa. So, so yeah, it could be a better time, could it? But anyway, the well, power company came out and, of course, disconnected the power. What's the process on, or do you know anybody that comes out and does that? I guess the pole's going to have to be replaced and the... Are you on? Are you on a like a big piece of property? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. What county are you in? Brazoria. Brazoria. I don't know down there who would be doing that. The power company's not going to set a pole for you. 
No, they said it was my responsibility. Okay, that's what I was getting at. I've built homes and on property where we had to set poles. I'm not sure who's doing it in Brazoria County. I wish it was during the week. You could call the building department or, or this, the, the county and see if they've got some recommendations on who does it. It's going to be somebody local. I'm just not sure who it is. But, yeah, it's going to be you, – you, they, they wouldn't set you up with a temporary pole, a temporary power hookup? Hook up? Uh no, I I didn't ask them, but I mean, technically, the I don't know if I did the right thing at that time, but the power lines were on the ground, and mm. I still had power to my house, so I thought it was a fire hazard because of the way everything is, and I just didn't know. I thought the proper thing would do was take the wires and take them down, of course, because they were hot. Well, of course, right. yeah, you don't want anybody killing themselves. I I got you. You're in a bad spot. It's and it's a, a right. Saturday morning. What are you going to do? Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I got you on all that. Get a hold of Monday morning. I guess is what I was trying to get ahead. Jump. Yeah, I, I'm. But see, when when we do a uh, construction site, we always set up a temporary. Just put a four by four in the ground, and mm-hmm. brace it. And they would come. It would just be a sh- uh, uh, a job hole, and. I'm surprised they didn't bring that up, that if you put some wood up, they would go ahead and rehang the meter and hook it back up. Did you call them and ask them if they would do that? Uh, no, I, I guess I could. I would. I would call the power company and, and tell them your situation and say, hey, listen, until I can get that pole in, can I put a uh, a work pole in, just a temporary power pole to, to hang my meter until we get this up? Because we did it for, for our uh, our jobs all the time. They they might say yes, they might say no, but it's worth a call right now. And if not, I don't know who's going to run out in an afternoon and put a poll in for you, and then they, no, they, they'll have to come back and reset I was just trying, That's why I was thinking, calling you, trying to get a head start on this, but do you think maybe, are you trying to tell me a, a temporary poll that they would hook power back up to you? That would be the question. That would be the question. See if you can do a temporary hookup until you can get someone out to set your uh, poll and see what they say about that, because they used to do that for us, and every job they would put the the – the power source out first and it would just be on four by fours and we'd brace it up and they'd come nail it up there and give us a power. And then after that, uh, you know, they'd go ahead and, uh, we get the pole set for the, for the permanent hookup. I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't bring it up, but see what they'll do. Call them and see okay. if they have some kind of arrangements or ask them if they have a name of somebody to come out and do an emergency job for you. If they should. Yeah, not necessarily the guys in the truck. They're just doing what they're told to do. But I I would call. That's what he was saying when he was out here. He was saying, well, you still got power to your house, but I got to disconnect it now that it's reported and stuff. And I understand. But I think I'm getting ready for hurricane season because now I'm without power. I went to the store and got some cooler and stuff that I needed water. So maybe it's a. Well, I think we're going to get it fixed before the next hurricane because we got a few days before that. So don't put that extra pressure on yourself, man. That's too much. Uh, but as far as that goes, let's, uh, let's get that thing. Just, uh, give them a call and see if they can do a temp hookup for you. And then, or if they have a name of someone that can do it, that's the first thing I would do is be right back on the phone with them. Okay, but you don't have anybody out here that I don't know uh, of anybody in Brazoria County that's going to set a poll for you that I could give you a name of. No. Okay. I uh, appreciate the help, then. You've helped me a lot on this. You've got me something I can do today while I'm sitting around. Yeah, let's see if a phone call to them will help. They should have some some kind of advice for you. That's what they're doing. So is it center point there where you are? Oh, he ran off on me. I don't, I don't know where his area is. All right. Anyway, Right Touch Electrical, you could call them, but they don't set poles that I know of. They might know somebody. 
Uh, you call you call Will at Right Touch Electrical. I don't know if he's answering phones on Saturdays. I'm not sure. Anyway, Right Touch Electrical is there if you have an electrical problem. I'm sure they have an answering service. They're going to take your call. But Right Touch Electrical fixes, once you have power, fixes power in your home. Breaker panels, dimming lights. Uh, you want to hang some new lights. You went to Home Depot, bought some ceiling fans, whatever the case may be. It could be fun stuff like that or it could be something necessary. We had a gentleman earlier call, and he didn't know why his switches were starting to bow in. Maybe they're overheating. Maybe they've got something going on. They're going bad. Those are the kinds of things electricians can fix. You can do simple stuff. That's fine. But when it gets to be dangerous, that's when you call Right Touch Electrical. Will's a master electrician, and all they do is service work, and they do service work very well, and that's not an easy thing to do. Right Touch Electrical has got all licensed electric. They have all licensed electricians. That from journeymen, apprentices, and of course, they all work under the master electrician, which is Will, the owner of Right Touch Electrical, and they will take care of anything you need. What they'll do is they'll come out and tell you, here's the problem, and they'll say, this is what it'll cost to get fixed, and you decide whether you want to fix it or not. They're not going to shove it down your throat saying, we have to turn the power off to your house, you're all going to die, this kind of thing. No, it's, we can fix it, and this is what it'll cost. Most people say, yeah, fix it. I mean, it's just common sense, and you're going to find they're the nicest people in the world. So they're not out to steal from you. They're just out to make sure that you are going to sleep safe, happy with your electricity, and everybody deserves that in the United States of America. That's Right Touch Electrical. Find out more about them and all of our certified home show pros at homeshowradio.com. Why gamble on your home improvement projects? Play it smart. Go with the experts Tom trusts. Select professionals who've qualified to be a certified home show pro. Ideal Roofing, installing quality material with quality workmanship. CrimSafe, thug-proof your home with proactive protection, stainless steel security screens. Abacus Plumbing, finally plumbing professionals you can count on. Find Tom's directory of trusted home show pros anytime for any project at homeshowradio.com. Now, more Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. All right, let's talk to Maureen. Maureen, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, I have a quick question for you to answer. Yes. So we can. Okay. I have had my house leveled on the inside and on the outside, so I don't need a big contractor to come in. I'm just trying to preserve the work that was done in 2008. Okay. So a friend said, get a water soaker hose. My question is, how long do you let it drip, drip, drip? Is it 24 hours? Is it three days a week? Uh, usually every morning for about 15 minutes during the kind of times we're having now. Don't do it. What, what you want to do, Maureen, is if you do it just three times a week, it's going to dry out in between. You don't want that. You want to keep it even all the time. It doesn't matter if it's super wet or super dry. It just wants to stay the same. When it stays the same, it doesn't move. So usually 15 to 20 minutes in the morning, the same time every day. You put a little timer on there. Uh, during these really dry times, once it quits, uh, it starts raining regularly, turn it off. Don't let it keep going. Okay, you answered it. Thank you so much, Tom. Right, I know you're at for... the end of your time. Yes, I am, and I appreciate it. It was a great question. Watering systems right now can help a lot of people, but the whole idea of watering is you're not watering corn. You're not growing azaleas, which you couldn't do right now. I had to pull it out. I had an azalea that went from green to bronze, and it just died. Uh, but what you're doing is keeping the ground even. If the ground always stayed dry, as dry as it is right now, and the house was built on it, 
and it never got wet and expanded, it would be fine. If we had regular rains and the ground was medium all the time, just enough to where it's soft enough to grow a azalea or stick a screwdriver down in it, then it would be fine all the time. If it was really wet, not mud, but you know, highly saturated to a point where you could still walk on it and stuff and the plants loved it and you were in a swamp of some sort, but not nice, that's a bad example. But if you're in a in an area that had more rain, it would be fine. Uh, super muddy, it gets plastic, it gets real gooey. And anybody dug a hole in super muddy uh, dirt, they know that. Uh, so you know what it's like with that. And that's not good for a foundation unless you're down to a, a better clay. But as far as that goes, you're just looking for evenness. Evenness is the key. That way you don't get, you know, it's like someone on a diet, you get fat and thin and fat and thin. And people have always said, Tom, you're the fat Tom now because I've been in the public eye so long. And I had a guy come up once, I've seen you go fat and thin three times now. <laughs> Probably true. Because right now, hopefully, I'm I'm down on my thin side again, down to 200 pounds and not 250 pounds. Uh, but as far as that goes, it's got to stay consistent, just like you, you should with your body also, by the way. Circle saw is a place you go to get your saw blade sharpened. Circle saw is a place you go to buy the newest and greatest and latest tools. Circle saw is where you go to buy the best cutting heads for any job you want, whatever job you're about to do, and it doesn't have to be a job, let's have some fun. Whatever woodworking project you're working on around your home, whatever drill bit you might need to drill into a granite, drill into stainless steel or aluminum, whatever drill bits you need, that's a cutting head. Uh, you want to get some cutting heads to do specialty stuff uh, to make uh, like router edges and stuff on different types of materials, maybe some plastics, maybe some woods, whatever the case may be. It's all at Circle Saw. You go there and you say, here's what I'm trying to do. Can you help me? You sit at the counter and they go, they look, they come back and say, this is what you need. They put it right on the counter. That's what Circle Saw is all about. Located at 2510 Ella Boulevard, just south of Loop 610 North. They've been there forever. And I can tell you, I was ex uh, exposed to Circle Saw when I first got here in the building business in 1988. And they've been a mainstay in my life and every contractor's life since and homeowners too. That's Circle Saw. Thanks for making Home Show Radio Houston's trusted source for home improvement tips and advice. Tom Tynan's opinions are his own and do not necessarily reflect those of Sports Radio 610, sponsors, or Mojer Media. Remember, Tom is always on at homeshowradio.com. Questions and answers, tips and videos, our podcast too, all free, all for you at homeshowradio.com. The previous program paid for by Mojer Media and Home Show Radio.